0: heard a really interesting interview recently with a man named Christian Piccolini, whose work in life is to help people leave violent extremist groups of all kinds in the United States and abroad. When he was 14, he was recruited into a violent white supremacist group in Chicago, and he draws on that experience to help people leave similar groups today. Today he says he is receiving Fewer and fewer calls about ISIS or other foreign extremist groups. And more and more from people whose relatives have been consumed by conspiracy theories of various kinds, right and left. I was pulled into the interview immediately because there are so many conspiracy theories running around today. Conspiracy theories about vaccines, about 9-11. QAnon, some of the conspiracy theories that motivated the more violent side of the insurrection at the Capitol. In the interview, Christian Piccolini is asked how you convince someone who has been taken in by a conspiracy theory or an extremist group, how do you convince them that they are wrong? His answer really surprised me. He started not with a set of arguments to lay out, but rather a statement about human beings. He said, human beings, if they've got food and water and shelter, spend their life seeking three things, identity, purpose, and community. Identity, clarity about who we are purpose, clarity about what we're supposed to do, and community, people to walk the road with us. That, he says, is what we all want. People who get drawn into conspiracy theories, people who get drawn into extremist groups, cults, people who get stuck in one of a million less dramatic ways. These are people who are doing the exact same thing we're all doing who are looking for exactly what we're all looking for. They're pursuing community, identity, and purpose. But they've hit what he calls a pothole on the road to these good things. Something in their life has knocked them off their course and they've ended up on the fringes by the side of the road where these toxic ideologies thrive. And they've bought into false and destructive versions of the healthy things that they really crave. And so, he says, when he's trying to bring someone out of that world, he is a fixer of potholes. He spends very little time, or no time at all, talking to them about the actual content of their racist ideology or their conspiratorial beliefs. He said those are not worth engaging with, they didn't choose their extremist or conspiratorial beliefs because of some rational argument, they chose them because they wanted to be part of something that mattered. They wanted community, identity, and purpose. Instead, he said, he helps them to fix the potholes on the road to deeper and more real and more healthy community, identity, and purpose. That's what ultimately frees them from the toxic ideologies, replacing the false version with the real thing. It's not talking them out of their old beliefs, it's giving them a vision of a more loving, hopeful and joyful alternative. He helps them find work that's meaningful, something they can do that they feel good about. He connects them to a boxing gym where they work alongside people who are different than them. He helps them find worshipping communities, volunteer jobs, groups that they can be a part of, friendships. That, he said, is what gets people out. It's offering a true identity, purpose, and community that replaces the false one. Why am I bringing this up this Sunday, other than the fact that conspiracy theories have been in the news lately? Because after hearing that interview, I understood what happened in today's gospel in a new way. I've always been bemused by this text. How in the world could these fishermen in just an instant leave behind everything they knew to follow Jesus? Because it's just a moment, just a word that Jesus says to them. Simon and Andrew are fishermen on their boats, throwing their nets into the Sea of Galilee. Jesus catches their attention, says, come with me, and they do. James and John are fishermen, too. Jesus calls them, and they leave right then and there. Simon and Andrew, James, and John are adult men. They're men with families, we learn later in the Gospels. They have hired men who depend on them For work, boats that they've probably worked their whole lives to pay for. They probably have wives and children at home. We know that they have parents that they take care of. They have these whole lives that they've carefully built. But Jesus crooks his finger, and they walk away from it all without a thought. I don't know if I would have done it, if I would have had the courage. When I read the interview I mentioned earlier, it struck me that... When Jesus called these fishermen, he offered them exactly what Christian Piccolini says that every person wants. In an instant, with just a few words, Jesus offers them identity, purpose, and community. Follow me and I will make you fish for people. His invitation is compelling, first and foremost, because it comes from Jesus. We can't even fully imagine what it was in his person that made them know instantly that what he was saying was true, but also because he offers them an identity, become a disciple, a follower of Jesus. He offers them a purpose, fish for people, be a part of drawing people into this kingdom of justice and peace and love that I'm building, and he offers them community. Join this group of people who are dedicated to the same thing you are, who are walking the same road. And so on that beach, in just a few words, Jesus offers these fishermen the most precious things in the world, the things we're all looking for, the things we all crave deep in our hearts. And maybe that's why they were so willing to leave everything behind. Identity, purpose, and community. It's what Jesus offers us, too, if we're open to it. What is your identity? If you had to respond quickly without thinking to the question, who are you, what would you say? Would you say, I'm a member of a family, I'm a daughter, I'm a parent? Our identity has to be rooted somewhere even deeper than that, as important as it is. Would you say, I'm a banker, I'm a social worker, I'm a lawyer. Of course, our professions are so important, but life is unpredictable, and our, have, our identity has to be rooted somewhere even deeper than that, deeper than our professions, our, mem- our membership and families, our role in the community. Who are you? Jesus says, under everything, under all these layers, wonderful layers that we build on top, At the core, Jesus says, you are a beloved child of God. No matter what happens, that is your identity. That is who you are. And you have this identity that cannot be shaken by whatever life throws at you. Over the course of life, we build important layers on top of that core identity, but we are given that foundation to build on. You are a beloved child of God. That is... Our identity. And what's your purpose? What are you on this earth to do? Something bigger than your current job description, bigger than our to-do list, bigger than the daily routine of work and play and responsibility. What is your deepest purpose? In Christ we are given a purpose that's elegant in its simplicity. What, the Pharisee asks Jesus, is the greatest commandment. And Jesus responds, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. How that plays out in any given human life, how that purpose gets lived out at, at your house, in your life, in your mind, and your heart, that can take a thousand different forms. It's different for everyone. But in Christ, we are given that purpose. Love God, love your neighbor. And in addition to identity and to purpose, we are given community. People who walk this road with us. People who can catch us when we fall. People who help us to put that purpose into action in our lives. People to help us find the path again when we've lost it. People who make the whole thing fun. Who are you? What are you here to do? Who is walking beside you as you figure all of this out? Jesus doesn't offer us simple answers, but he does offer us identity, purpose, and community. He meets the deepest needs that we have. That's why I think the fishermen were willing to leave everything behind to follow him. And we can receive those same gifts if we choose to follow Christ as well. And so I invite you this week to spend some time reflecting on those core questions of identity, purpose, and community. Who are you? What are you here for? Who's walking the road with you? When we hit potholes of life, and we all do, we can be knocked off the path. We can be lost, confused at the edge of the road. And at those times, we need to recenter our identity, purpose, and community in what God offers to us in Jesus, in that unconditional love. And we're called to remember, too, that when people around us get knocked off the path, whether it's by conspiracy theories or preoccupations um, or detours in life or just getting stuck, as we all do. We're called to respond with compassion and the recognition that beneath it all, we all carry a desire to know who we are, what we're here for, and to have people walk the road with us. Often, the best response is not trying to talk them out of whatever they believe, but rather to present a lived-out alternative, rooted in love and justice, that is more compelling than whatever detour they've taken. There are all kinds of crazy ideas floating around out there about who we are and who we need to be, about what we ought to do with our lives and what the point of it all is. We all go looking for meaning from time to time in all the wrong places in big and small ways. But in our faith, we can find the meaning, hope, and purpose that we're looking for. We can find what we most need. And may we find our identity, our purpose, and our community in the love of God. Amen. Amen.